Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Look, let's be real here. We're here to talk about four separate guys. We've got Ponga, we've got Walsh, Swali'i, and we've also got Xavier Savage. So nine guys to talk about, four that I think a lot of people are really interested in. So I can't wait to explain my theory around those guys. And we're going to kick it off with Ponga for our mid-priced wing fullbacks. And it's a very interesting position. We've been speaking about it a bit now. There's a bunch of value in this section, the center section that we're not exactly sure if it's going to actually happen. You know, if it all goes to fruition, they're going to have about 10 points of value. If it doesn't, they could really derail your season. And, you know, you look at guys like Ponga, can he really destroy your season with his play on the field? I personally don't think so. What we're worried about with Ponga is the head injuries and potential other injuries there. Like he's coming into this preseason with an unfortunate injury that's going to keep him out pretty close to round one. Sounds like he should be back for round one, but how fit is he going to be? You're getting him at a 36 average, a 532k. We haven't had Ponga this cheap in years. You look at his career average, he's got a 52 average in 80-minute games in general. So whether it's at six, whether it's a fullback, you know, any 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 club, any team, that's his career there. He's going to end up with the dual position if he ends up in the 5-8 position. So most likely, guys, they're going to be playing six this year. They have Lockie Miller coming over, so... Very, very clear indication that Ponga will be in that sixth position. Will the Knights be an improved team? If they are, you see what Ponga can do in a really good side. Obviously, the Maroons, he, he plays incredibly well, and he averages like 50 to 60 in, in most of those games. If you're looking at his games at six, he did hit a 43 average, and if we can all be honest, he didn't play very well. So just on that alone, there's some value there. Ponga, I definitely have interest in. The, the price is the little bit of a worry, and just a a few of those other things like the head injuries and stuff like that. He had a really, really poorly year last year. That's hence the, the average of the 36. So really, he should be able to bounce back from this. But the no preseason means that, yeah, he hasn't had any work in the legs uh, really with this injury. Maybe just in the gym, working hard there uh, and potentially just you know, chilling out as well. So is he a bit of a risk? I think he is. Is he worth taking that risk? I also think he is. Like, if you pick Ponga in your team, I'm going to say, yeah, good luck and, and go for it. The dual position is going to be pretty cool. They have a buy in round 10, I believe. So you get him all the way through to that and really should be able to score pretty well. Somewhere in the low to mid 40s, I think is pretty reasonable. 
say, you know, five to eight points of value, 10 if you're lucky. Uh, if you can get to a 52 average in a, in a good team with, with Hastings leading them around the park, Jaden Braley doing his thing as well, then I think Ponga could do really well. Let me know your thoughts, guys, down in the comments on Kalen Ponga. Guys, if you haven't joined the private group, get in there, guys. There's plenty of merch. There is plenty of prizes. There's plenty to talk about. I've just dropped this whole Word doc in the private group as well. So they have access to all 50 of these pages, uh, which is going to be really cool. All right, Murray Talangi. We've got him at 529K. Obviously, your Cowboys absolutely dominated last year. And he's still, my issue there was he was only able to average 37. So a winger, that's the big issue when you're looking at this position is wing and fullback. You want to be picking as many fullbacks as possible because naturally they have a better scoring average because they get to have their hands on the ball a lot more. Murray. Awesome middle of the year, like absolutely killed it. Yeah, was averaging you know, mid to late 40s through the middle of the year. And he's an improving player, obviously. He got better and better across the season. He ended up playing for Australia there and did really great. Uh, so you'll have stretches of big games like most wingers, but could you start with him? They have a long run without having a buy. So look, if you want to, and you think the Cowboys are gonna start because they have an awesome first six games, then you could definitely plug and play him. Uh, but it's a bit of a worry. I'd probably, I'd definitely rather go Ponga over Tullingy at this point. He just has too too many lo- low scores, really, which is a yeah you know, a bit of an issue for the start of the season. Because if you get a guy that you know picks up a fifteen or a twenty, for example, you just want to rage trade them straight out of his side. So remember, guys, the the mental side of this games as well. And he scored lots of tries last year. Reese Walsh, so five twenty nine k. Average of 37 last year wasn't great. He scored a lot better the year before. And what you're looking at with him is hoping that he scores as well as he did in 2021. So last year, the, the big pros for him were the fact that he had some low, low a low amount of tries was is, is a pro because there's only room for upside, to be honest with you. Uh, he's in a better side this year, moving from the Warriors to the Broncos. You know, he has great wingers that, that, are, that are good finishers. You've got Oates, and on the right-hand side, obviously, Cobo as well. So some great news there for him with him being able to skip on the outside and get it to his centers and his wingers. His centers are great too in Herbie and also Stag. So you've got Adam Reynolds directing them into great parts of the park and Walsh could do his thing. So attacking stats, you'd say, would increase massively. I think the tries are going to go up and the try assists are going to be there as well. He will kick a little bit in general play. It sounds like he, you know, with Ezra Mam not being much of a kicker, they would like that left-footed option, which Walsh has on that left side. So I don't see his kicking meters in general play going down a crazy amount, you know, maybe a point or two, and he loses the goal kicking as well. But I think that he's going to be able to get somewhere in that 40 to 43 range, just naturally even losing those couple of points there. there. I just think the attacking stats on a per-game basis, he should be able to get five or six, you know, just less than a try's worth or one tries is worth a game uh, with a few line break assists and, and bits and pieces like that in there for him to be worth it, to be honest with you. But his meters gain need to grow as well. Very, very low uh, compared to most fullbacks. You look at the, the best fullbacks in the game. Teddy, uh, when you know, when Manu goes there, for example, you look at Tom Trebojevic and these types of guys, they're running the footy a lot and it's not something that Walsh does. He seems to pass a little bit more than just take it straight to the line and potentially you know the tackle breaks and stuff that you can get on that. So... It's a con at the moment, but it definitely could turn into a pro if he happens to run the footy a bit more. And just that awkward price of 529 is a big deal. So, Swali, he looks like he's going to be getting the center position. So, if he does, he's going to be a dual position guy, which is going to be great. He's at 498k, which is slightly awkward. The 38 average for him. He is... 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Improving and in a really good team. So they've had plenty of injuries over the last few years, and if they can keep that in check, then you, you would assume some natural improvement for the outside back scoring. You saw what Joey Minor was able to do at centre, at fullback, at six. You know, he's obviously just a, a bit of a freak of a player, but so is Swali. So every chance that if he's able to move to the centres, he's a big enough body. He's getting older now, getting stronger. He should be able to cover well enough in defense to, to not miss too many tackles and having, you know, if he's moving to that left side, which it sounds like it, he's got Crichton on his inside and Daniel Tupo on the outside. So some real experienced guys there and, you know, Kiri will be on that side. It looks like as well. And that's going to be really helpful to have those three guys around him to teach him, to feed him great ball for someone who's so damaging with the ball in hand. I think that he's actually a fairly solid one with that dual position. You could plug and play in the, in the wing fullbacks and also the centers there's plenty of like from, from Swali'i's chances there. I really think if you're looking at his center stats from 2021, you should be disregarding that. He was too young. The team was not playing very well at the time. So I think you can disregard that and not stress about it. The cons for him, he did score 15 tries in 17 games. The reason I say it's a con is that is there any room for him in that side? That's the, the big question mark for, for me there. And very much an awkward price. So... What are your thoughts on Swali'i? Guys, just jump in. We're posting a lot of YouTube shorts as well at the moment. So Scoop's got his pod uh, every day. He's going to do 28 for, for February. I'm going to be going through uh, a few different players on there as well and also going through the ladder. So my top 17 there from 1 to 17. We're going to go each and every day. So uh, once you see this video, you should have a bunch of those out already. Get around them. Dane Laurie at 495k. The average is 34.6. Pros for him, he's obviously in a better side this year with a few of the boys coming over. It's his third year in the league, which is always a good sign. These guys tend to take a little bit of time, especially the smaller wing fullback, uh, smaller fullbacks in some average sides. If they can get some better guys around them, they can really build. Unless they're an absolute superstar, majority of these guys take some time to build and get better. Another big pro that he actually scored a 98 really randomly last year uh, and had a great game there. So... Big issues for him, though, is the fact that he only has three scores over 60 in two years. That's what I mean. Like, that 98 was so out of character. What we need from these type of wing fullbacks at averaging 35 is for them to be able to get, obviously, bigger averages from there. They need to have more bigger games. It's pretty simple, right? But the only way to really do that is to have a better team around you. So then you could score some tries. You can set up a bunch 
and you know coming out of trouble you can you can sneak a few extra tackle breaks from there so really for me the, the worry for him is i just don't think he has the keeper potential he could potentially get somewhere up to around that 40 mark there's a little bit of talk of him playing at six and training at six as well with dewey moving to the centers i just don't think that's the right play I actually think he's a pretty solid fullback and just in a, in a better team will be able to to do a lot better NRL-wise and also uh, NRL fantasy-wise. So yeah, that's my thoughts on Laurie there. Dom Young, so 474 for him, the 33 average. He did score a lot of tries last year. He was really reliant on that. Uh, I just don't see him as any chance of being a keeper. He did have the 130 meters and three tackle break, which is you know solid, but we're looking for about that 160 and sort of... Th- three and a half to four tackle breaks would be great um you know does he have a lot of room in this type of team to get a bunch more tackle breaks i'm not really sure he's obviously improving at a really cool world cup played really really well and a slightly better team would be the pros like could he average 36 or 37 yeah but are we going to rely on that for a winger i don't think so move to edrick lee now not too much to talk about with him he is coming back from injury so i don't even know if he starts straight away but 472k average 33 uh had a He's very try dependent as well. He had a five game, a five try game there last year. He's obviously a really good finisher, but I just don't see him having any upside. If he was a 300k player, we could definitely talk about him because he has stretches where he, you know, he, he can be really solid and gets good meters, um, yeah, meters run there, but not one to talk about at this point. Xavier Savage, two to go, guys. 452k for him. The average is 28, which is very low, right? Uh, but that includes some games off the bench. So if we take them away, he has a 35.6 average last year at fullback, which is cool. Yeah, if we're looking at that, he is priced, unfortunately, up around that 31.5, which at the 35 just gives him four points of value. In a very tough wing fullback position, I think you know, that's definitely not enough. But you look at him, he had no 60-plus games. So for a guy of his talent in a good team, I think he can definitely score a few of those, at least two or three, which would just naturally bring that average up closer to 40, just if he was able to get a couple more games. Really, it's his position now. Last year was a few different issues with CNK uh, starting there and then Savage being off the bench and bits and pieces. So he's had a full preseason with no injuries, a healthy offseason there to get really good in this position. You look last year, he had you know 2.4 tackle breaks a game. For a guy with his speed, just not enough. He's a very young player. He has grown, obviously, on the offseason. There's a few great photos of him looking absolutely jacked, which I think is going to be helpful. That's the biggest part with the tackle breaks. You know, Guys can be elusive, but... Can they break through that grasp? You know, if someone gets a leg on them, if, if someone tackles his leg, for example, if you've got the big tree trunk kind of legs, it's very hard to, to actually get that guy down if he's moving at some type of pace. So for Savage to get a bit stronger, I think that tackle break numbers is the biggest one that's going to come up. He was okay in terms of tries and try assists. So I really think that the tackle break numbers is going to be the big one. If he can keep his meters gained pretty high and improve a little bit of defense, which is going to happen naturally after a, you know, a season and a half that he's kind of played, season and a bit that he's played in first grade, I think he could become a 40-point scorer. Won't be a keeper, but he has a fairly late buy as well. And you can use his price rises, get into maybe a 550 to 600 would be pretty cool. And he can score you around that 40 mark and be a guy that you don't have to stress too much about in that wing fullback position. So he's kind of floating in and out of my team at the moment. I think he's pretty solid pick and you know would not look out of uh, out of favor or out of uh, position in your side right now. Lastly, guys, uh, Taruva. So from the Panthers there, he had a terrific World Cup as well. He has so much talent. Unfortunately, the couple of good scores he ended up with last year, the 31.3 average, uh, the 20, 29 and the 34 that he got, 
was all in base in those first two games he played, which is great. So big run meters and tackle breaks there, which is awesome. And he's going to get better and better. Big issue for him is he just doesn't have a spot. He's going to play uh, the first two rounds, so he could trap a few guys. But I definitely think at some point this year, he's going to get a great opportunity to cement his spot in this team if there is an injury, which is most likely going to be. Touch wood, and thankfully last year, they didn't really have any big injuries in their outside back, so he didn't really get a chance. But it could happen this year, and you, know, you get a couple of games out of him at the start. And to be honest, we probably want him to not score too well in those first few. He gets to be a little bit cheaper, and we can pick him up at some point uh, later on the year if there are injuries. So definitely needs a longer run of games, and that's that awkward price of 448 is not what we're looking for at the moment. But he has a potential, even on the wing, to sort of average 40-plus like Taylor May, like Isaac Tungor did last year. Uh, so that's true over there. Guys, just the, the value picks. I see Xavier Savage being number one just because he's a little bit cheaper than Ponga. Ponga has a few more question marks, I think, but has the pedigree and is going to be guaranteed that six spot, it looks like, if he is healthy. But no preseason or lack of a preseason for him, especially recently, puts him in number two. But Savage number one, Ponga number two, Walsh number three, along with Suali'i. I think that you could probably switch them two around, to be honest with you. I could probably have um, Joseph in at that number three spot, especially with that dual position in a tough center position. I think I might probably will change them around. So either way, both of them are guys. And then Taruva, if he gets a spot at some point, I'll probably leave the other guys out of your team. Uh, but thank you so much for watching, guys. As I said, check out the private group. The link's in the description for that. And I uh, hope you have a great day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.